Welcome to another service here at the Altar of Noise. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my fellow music believer, Simon. Simon, mate, what's going on? Nah, not a lot. Not a lot. Just yeah. recording an episode with you. Yep. Uh, you know. Me wearing my fancy glasses now. You wearing your fancy glasses, me wearing some puffer jacket. Are you cold or something? I was cold. Jesus. But, like, the thing with this jacket is that it's really warm. So now I'm, like, kind of hot. <laughs> so I'm, like, do I freeze or do I sweat this one out? Yeah. So I've been – so at work lately I've been having issues with the – um, The man? <laughs> no, no. I like the the heat lamps and the lights at work. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm Because I'm standing there at the past. I'm the one that stands there and directs people to take your food to you at your table. Okay. I've been noticing lately. I've been because I've been spending a lot more time there since my boss moved on to another job. I've mm-hmm. stepped up and I've been doing that. And I'm standing there, and like you're looking at these bright fluorescent lights for you know up to four hours. Uh, I've been noticing my eyes are being really sore, so I've gone out and I've got like a cheap pair of blue light glasses. Yeah, just to try them out, see if you know they're going to help my eyes at all. The amount of shit that my staff have been giving me lately <laughs> has been. Most unfair. Um, Fire them all. <laughs> one of them was like, wow, Josh, you look like a grandpa. And <laughs> Lovely. Like, like I don't even get sexy librarian. I really want sexy librarian, but I don't get that. Nah. Although I was just like, ooh, your, your library books are overdue. <laughs> then I turned around to one staff and was like, Shh, with my finger subtly pointed to my lip. But apparently, no, I still look, look like an idiot. Yep. I mean, no comment. Hey. (laughs) Hey now. Hey. Anyway, today we are going to hit the road. Hit the road. We're going to talk about some experiences we've had at festivals, playing at different places, fun gigs that we've been to that aren't inside our normal realm of, you know, comfy little Adelaide. Mm, This is going to be a a nice, fun, loose episode. (laughs) After last one's deep and emotional draining. Yeah. Let's lift the mood back up. <laughs> All right. So let's get started. How do you want to kick this one off today, mate? Uh, I don't know. Let's let's talk about uh Okay, let's the start further this. the furthest away you've travelled for a show. I was literally just about to say that. Okay, cool, because I yeah. Literally uh, the furthest gig I've ever been to Tended. was Vakan Open air heavy metal festival in Germany. Hey, uh, in hell, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, Two thousand six. Hey, uh, three day heavy metal festival. Young pup. Yep, going out in the world. Yep, oh, we would have been nineteen. Yep, two thousand six. Yeah, nineteen. No. Yeah. Yeah, nineteen. I don't know. You're a different age to me, so I don't know why I'm trying to work it out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was were. I was uh, traveling through Europe with my mate Jim. Uh, we were hanging out with some people who were exchange students down in Gambia that we'd made friends with, and 
was staying with them uh, and one of whom was a massive heavy heavy metal festival, uh, metal I'm fan. assuming they were German. Yes, yep. yes, very German, very yep. German. Uh, so Wacken is a, essentially it's a town that's yep. a little dairy found. It has about a, has about a thousand or so people that live there. Mm-hmm. And then once a year for three days, uh, it gets descended upon by thousands upon thousands upon thousands of heavy metal fans. Yep. In all the blackest the of black blacks. Glory. Um, and it's just incredible. You sleep in these massive, you, <laughs> so we were sleeping in either a tent, which got insanely hot because it was in the middle of August mm-hmm. in Germany, which is their summertime. Um, we were also having to be over there for their hottest summer ever, which was 36 degrees. <laughs> I mean, that, like, that is still pretty hot. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've been we've dealt with hotter, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. 36 is still up there. Yeah, and so we're in, or we would be sleeping in uh, the folding down uh, seats and sleeping in a little Volkswagen Golf. Lovely. So we had the choice between those and rotating through. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But let me just list a couple of the bands that were there. Yep. Let's start with the big one, the the one that we made went to. Motorhead. Motorhead. So Children of Bodom. Mm-hmm. You've also got Scorpions. Classic German <laughs> yeah, metal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, carnival. So, uh, carnival. Sorry, not Carnival. I was going to say Carnival. Yeah. Jesus. Carnival. White Snake were there. White Snake. <laughs> wow. Did you watch it? I think so. I can't <laughs> remember. Uh, but we've also got uh, Arch Enemy, Fear Factory, uh, Primal Fear. Uh, I think I mentioned Self Life, Six Feet Under, Opeth. Oh, yeah. Um, Danko Jones, mm. who was fucking awful. Mm. Like, so we're going to be bouncing about around a bit on this episode, but like Danko Joe's is playing mm-hmm. and he's like, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. He's got a crowd there watching him, but like he's just been a prat on stage. Yeah. He's clearly making it all about himself. I'd never heard him before. This is literally the first experience I had with him. Suddenly there's like a massive like army helicopter going over our heads and like everyone's just like looking up because obviously it's this impressive looking helicopter. And he's just like, oh, you don't fucking look at that. Fucking look at me. And I was like, <laughs> no, that's way more interesting. <laughs> the only way this is going to be better is like an entire, you know, army military team come down. Descend. Descend, <laughs> pick you up and I, the crowd will go mental for it. Um, but you also had at this gig, you had a Monomath. Um, uh, who else? A Rose Tattoo. Yeah, they're huge in Europe. They are fucking ridiculous over there. They're awful and they're huge in Europe. I just don't, I just don't get it. Yeah, like so they were playing at the same time as I believe. What do we mean, Emperor? Mm-hmm. So Emperor is obviously very black metal. Yep, very black metal. So oh, the, the the setup is it's similar to a big day out, and you've got a heavy metal stage, and then you've got a black metal stage. Yeah. A, slight, a metal stage and a more metal stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, ro- and then there's like, I don't know, about 150 meters uh, from those stages, you've got another little t- uh, stage to the side mm-hmm. um, where you can kind of still see everything. You can see everyone playing. So, Rose Tattoo were playing on this sm- on the smaller stage at night. It's probably about 10:30 at night. Yeah, they're there going mental. Emperor's playing in the background, 
at one point, Rose had a, which I have to remind everyone, is headlined, uh, headed by Angry Anderson. Angry Anderson. You know, that small, bald, angry human guy. Being, <laughs> very angry. He He's like, they've just finished playing a song and the Emperor's behind them going, and he's just like, you see him like poke his head around the stage and he's just like, what the fuck's that shit? That's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's this t- tiny Australian guy in this middle of this fucking metal pit. Just like, fuck that shit. <laughs> God. Um, but it was a hell of a, hell of a uh, show. It's probably one of my favorite things I've ever been to, ever experienced. Yep. Um, was your favorite, one of your favorite acts of the day? Being front row to see Fear Factory, yeah, was fucking cool. Um, it was also around the time when Christian's voice was, his singing was brilliant. But like in between sets, he's just like, "Thanks, everyone." <laughs> yeah, like his voice is fucked. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that that actual that little period there where Fear Factory, they were the final one of the group that I wanted to see. So you had, um, it started Arch Enemy. Is it archery? I think it was like Arch Enemy, Fear Fa- uh, Soulfly, Opeth, and then and then uh, Fear Factory. So like that, a, those four were back to back, and it was like fucking awesome. Um, they were brilliant. Uh, other fun experience walking through this, like because it's pretty loose. Mm-hmm. Like you're around a whole bunch of Europeans that just don't give a shit. Um, and the, so there's obviously there's a lineup for the urinating troughs, <laughs> and you know, we're we're walking through and we look over and there's this guy there and he's basically stark naked, drunk in the line, <sighs> and there's a lady next to him just giving him a handjob <laughs> in the line. There's like there's, there's like a thousand people just walking around. There's this guy and he's waiting for the toilet, but he's getting a handjob while he's doing it. It's just like. <laughs> Sorry, what? Uh, I love festivals. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but it was uh, it was amazing fun. So so many great bands. Yeah, um, they would do a heavy metal heavy metal karaoke at nights. Oh, Ministry yep. were there as well. Oh, Ministry. What's yeah. his name? Al Gordon. Something like that. Yeah. So that was it's uh, fucking. Great event. So if anyone ever wants to go, like, and there's some been some big names that have played there. Um, like pretty much every metal head, every metal band has played there at some point. Um, definitely worth. Actually, I wonder who is playing 2021 and if they're going to do it. Um, okay, so the sold out one, so it's sold out for 2021. So it's obviously not as big this year. They're still trying to. Recover from you know the COVIDs, mm-hmm. but your three top bands are Monomath, Slipknot, Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Limp are playing. Mm. Uh, That'll be interesting. And then there's a whole bunch of bands that look like their names are just a pile of sticks. <laughs> um, you've got Laguna Coil, which which will be cool. That'd be interesting at the gates. Dropkick Murphys. That'd be fun. Uh, Fever three 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 or was it five five five? Three three three. Yeah, they're playing. Yeah, so that uh, that'll be good. That'll be a, that'll be a fun again. Couple of days mm. just watching heavy metal. Nice. Yeah. Cool. What's the furthest one you've been to? Uh, furthest one I've been to. Uh, it's been two of them, and they're both in Las Vegas. Mm. 
Um, so the first one I went to in Las Vegas was a man named Matt Goss who is uh, one half of the boy band 90s group bros. <laughs> <laughs> so let me explain myself. Oh, no, you don't need to. <laughs> My partner and I were staying at uh, Caesar's Palace and um, they kept showing this ad for this uh, swing singer in performing in the, I believe it's called the Frank Sinatra Room. Um, yeah, just playing all old swing songs. And we were there for, I think, about five days. And I was like, I want, I want to go see him. I don't know who the hell Matt Goss is, but they kept playing one of his songs, original songs, and it was great. And I was like, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. So I ended up uh, buying tickets and it was for the night after we were having our big night out in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh which is a story in itself, but uh, we we got home probably just before sunrise um, and, you know, I, we slept. I woke up and my partner was still asleep. I felt somehow fine. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just wander around Vegas by myself. So I'd done that for a bit, came back. My partner was still asleep. I was like, all right, I'll go for another walk. I went for another walk. So the show was meant to start at eight and by seven o'clock my partner was still asleep at night, this is. And so I had to wake her up uh, so we could get dressed and, of course, we had to dress nice because it was this swing show (laughs) and it's this kind of nice intimate, not a theatre, but it's just this nice intimate room Um, and the tickets come with a free uh, martini. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so we rock up, we find our seat, we get this free martini each, which I ended up having to drink both because my partner was just dead. And uh, out walks this band. You know, they're all uh, all in suits. Some of them have got, you know, the uh, fedoras on and they start playing uh, Stevie Wonder Suspicion. And then uh, out comes Matt Goss and he just kills it for like an hour and a half, goes through like, you know, the, the hits of, of all, those, um, all those old time singers, uh, goes through a couple of his original stuff. Uh, my partner falls madly in love with him because he's this British guy with bright blue eyes and, I mean, he's, an, he's a good looking bloke. So, of course, we had to go get a photo with him. Yeah, um, of course. But then it wasn't until after that that I discovered who Matt Goss was and that he was one half of the incredibly famous bro, bro boy group, which I believe was with his brother, hence the name. Um, so a couple of bros just yeah. broing down. Uh, so, yeah, so that was my first, my first overseas uh, concert. Mm. But the other one, which uh, I guess is more people would expect me to go to was System of a Down at the Drive-In and Skeleton Witch, also in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, this was at T-Mobile Arena. Great. Actually, good good setup there. I saw an ice hockey game there. Yeah, so the ice hockey was on the night before yeah. and um, that's how I, I like seen the ice hockey people yeah. walking and I just happened to be walking down the strip. So I was like, I'm going to follow all these people to the stadium so I know where it is tomorrow. So I like, walked with them. But um. Yeah, I was trying to get tickets because they'd done 
like three shows. It was just like a, a real short mm-hmm. tour. But their biggest show was in San Bernardino, which is just about an hour or so out of uh, L.A. And that show was a System of a Down, Incubus, At the Drive-In, Clutch and Skeleton Witch. And that was at an amphitheater which held about 30-odd thousand. Wow. So I was like, I want to go to that. Incubus being one of my favourite bands of all time. At the drive-in, I mean, I'm a massive Mars Volta fan. Never had seen out the drive-in, so I was like, well, tick that off the list. Clutch are just clutch. They're just yeah. wicked. Um, Skeleton Wedge. Yeah, and, you know, and then you, had, you had obviously had System of Down headlining. Um, but the ticketing system in America is weird. It is so fucking difficult to try and work out. It's not like... It's not like where you go GA is X amount, mm-hmm. seats are X amount. It's like you could sit next to someone and be paying $200 more. Yeah. And it's really hard. And essentially I knew I was going to have to hire a car to get out there. Yeah. Because obviously, I'll, you know, we had plans. <laughs> we were going over with all the kids and stuff. So we, you know, I couldn't drag the whole family away from the, the holiday. It would have just been me driving up, going to the show and then driving back. So I was like, all right, so I have to b- pay for um, car hire, parking, um, and then I'm going to have to, you know, miss X amount of time in the holiday. All of that was fine. But for me to get a ticket, it, I was looking at six to 700 bucks Australian to go see something which would have cost maybe a hundred odd bucks here in Australia. Yeah. If it was done here. So I was like, all right, no, that's fine. I, you know, bit my tongue. I was like, all right, I'm not, I won't go. But it just so happened that we were going to be in Vegas when they were going to do the Vegas show. Obviously minus Incubus and Clutch. Um, Once again, I was like, trying to work out this ticketing. I ended up just going down to T-Mobile Arena and talking to a, a lady there who was really helpful. Um, got tickets for a decent price and got seating side of stage. Um, oh, yeah. But it was like in line with the front of the stage, if that makes sense. So I had a really good view of everyone on stage. I remember you sharing a video about that uh, of, the, of the footage yeah. yeah, it's still like, yeah, you were side of stage, but you weren't really. And yeah. it, was, it was pretty good seating. It was good. I was up a level, a level or two, I guess, um, which sounds like it's quite a distance away. But because it's a rectangular stadium, they build them upwards, not out like they do ovals. So yeah. you're kind of up high, not yeah. out far away. Um, so it was an incredible, incredible show. It was great to see out the drive-in, kill it. Um, Cedric's just hilarious live. Yeah. Like the banter in between. Um, the big thing that I noticed was how different the crowds were to Australian ones. You realise just how conservative Australian crowds are. Um, like I said, I was in the seating and I was up high. So usually people up there sit for the majority of the show. They might get up if the singer demands everyone stands up and you might get the odd few who you know, get drunk and just stand and sing. That's here in Australia. Uh, for this show, as soon as the lights went down for System of a Down, the stadium rose to its feet and you had to because you wouldn't see it because you were seated. And everyone sung 
every single lyric to every song for the two hours system yeah. of a down we're on stage and the mosh pit went from the stage to the back of the floor and people were dancing and jumping off seats and like I was just standing there in amazement. I mean I was there by myself so yeah. um, it was incredible. It's like, you know, I seen System of a Down when they played Big Day Out 2006 um, and this, you know, that was them in pretty much their peak yeah. really. Um, well, even their return gig at Soundwave when they headlined. Yeah. This shits all over any other time I've seen them. And they didn't do anything different, you know, compared, you know, like the later shows or the Soundwave ones, how they kind of just stand there a bit more. They're a bit older. They don't go as crazy. That's fine. But they performed so well and you could see they were having so much fun and they were just feeding off the crowd. The crowd makes such a difference. Mm. You know, they brought their kids on stage. You could see them on the side of the stage and every now and then one of them would just walk on stage and he'd just, you know, Serge would just pick him up. I don't know if it was his kid or if it was one of the other. random child. He's like, yeah, look at this child. Yeah, but, like, it was one of the band's kids, obviously, yeah. but, like, obviously they'd all know each other. So he just yeah. picked him up and he's like, say hello to the crowd and the, like, kid would, like, try and climb back over his shoulders and he'd just piss himself laughing. Like, it was, it was so good to yeah. just see that kind of band just enjoying themselves. Um yeah, it always means incredible time. Yeah, you you always get a better performance when the band's happy. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking ahead. I was like, I was like, oh, what's recently been playing at Vakan? The 2019, the four headlines: Sabaton, Demon, Demons and Wizards. Live, okay. Never heard of Slayer. Slayer. That would have been on the farewell oh, tour. Parkway Drive. Yeah, Parkway Parkway Drive. Parkway Drive. Parkway Drive. Parkway Drive. Do not get the respect from the Australian music industry that they. I think the metal community in Australia gives them the props that they need. Like I'm not a Parkway Drive fan. I don't mind their stuff, but I don't go out of my way to listen to it. I'm neither here, neither here or there. But as someone who's like in the community, and you watch them, you know they're high up on bills. Mm. Yeah. If not headlining bills of these massive fucking festivals in Europe, yeah, and here in Australia the Arias they don't even get like their two minutes on TV to thank people when yeah. they win shit. Like it's, I mean, yeah, the, the, the community always complain about the Arias, and we should stop because it's just a piece of shit, and we shouldn't yeah, worry about it. it. Yeah, but the industry itself, when they're like, oh, fucking guy Sebastian's the biggest fucking no, no. Mm. Fucking Parkway Drive are bigger than fucking 99% <laughs> of the people who are at the Arias. Yeah. You know, C is probably bigger, maybe Iggy Azalea, and then yeah. that's it. It's Then, then you've yeah, got no. Parkway Drive just crushing fucking people in who, Europe. When did I see them? I saw them. I saw them at the RSL in like 2004 in Mount Gambia. <laughs> I got the jeans. Here's another story for you. I... It was one of the first shows my sister went to, one of yeah. my sisters. And um She wouldn't have been old enough. It was all ages. Oh, okay. Back when we yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this was this was pre I believe they didn't they didn't even have an album. This was like they were big underground. Yep. They were like 
you know, everyone was like, they so, were the hype band. And anyway, they came to Mount Gambier and played the RSL, which no one does. No one plays the I've never been to a gig before or since in Mount Gambier at the RSL. And um, anyway, my sister was there. I didn't go with her. She went with some of their friends. Um, I went with my friends and we were drunk, <laughs> as you were, as we were underage probably. Yep. And, um, yeah, it was a floor show. So there's no stage. They were just playing on the fucking floor. But this room was packed. Yeah. And people were going off for the – I can't remember who any of the support acts were, but they were going off. And then it came to Parkway Drive and the room just separated. So there was like this huge space in the middle of the floor <laughs> and then it was fucking chaos. By the third song, I had my jeans mm. torn off my body. <laughs> Torn off my body. I had to go home and get a new pair of pants so I could go out because I was just walking around in shredded jeans. It was incredible. Yeah. See, that's a completely different experience to when I saw them. Well, the only time I've seen them. I saw them when they did the No Sleep Tool tour mm-hmm. with um, Megadeth as the headline. This was at the Entertainment Center. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I went along to this gig with my youngest brother, but he was not 18 yet. But we got tickets because we got tickets to – it was at the entertainment center. We had tickets to the corporate box. Okay. So we're sitting in the corporate box. We're in the entertainment center where there's like these two stages up there. <laughs> First band that we saw when we when we arrived was Friends of Rom. Yeah. And so Friends of Rom were just like, is this a stadium? Are we a stadium band now? <laughs> Fuck, I love friends. <laughs> so they're there. And then where, you know, some other bands were playing, I wasn't really paying too much attention. Gua played. Really? Yeah, Gua were there before Parkway Drive. I'm like, this is fucking unreal. But hang on, you got friends who <laughs> Gua, Parkway <laughs> Drive and Megadeth. Megadeth. That sounds like, oh my God. So we, we, we sat around and they were like, because my brother was really keen to see Parkway Drive. Yeah. So that's a completely different experience to me watching it. I'm seeing this corporate box yeah. with my brother. Kind of, Hoity toity. Yeah. And I'm there getting my fucking jeans ripped off yeah. me. Yeah, here I am got free access to alcohol, which I wasn't drinking that much of anyway. But I was just like, hey, yeah, no. It's like, I'm yeah, I was probably drinking fucking Red Bears or Woody Blues <laughs> in the parking lot before I went in. <laughs> did you say, say Winnie Blues? Woody. Oh, I thought you said Winnie Blues. Nah, like, you can't smoke. drink a cigarette, mate. <laughs> oh, well, you, actually. You could. All right, let's, let's talk about eating cigarettes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Soundwave Can't yeah, remember yeah. which one uh, Bam Foxy Shazam So people will go Who the fuck's Foxy Shazam So there's um, oh, There's a Macklemore song um, $20 How many You know Macklemore songs Don't you <laughs> I know two I know Thrift Shop And Same Love Oh is it Same Love Hang on I need to look this up The other bands that played at No Sleep Till just while Simon's trying to remember. Megadeth, No Effects, Dropkick Murphys, Parkway Drive, Gua, Al- Al- Alkaline Trio, Friends of Rom, Suicide Silence, August Burns Red, Catatonia, Three Inches of Blood, We Came as Romans. <laughs> what a fucking random set of bands. Fuck, you know. Day to Remember played, Trey. And... House versus Hurricane, me first in the Gimme Gimmies. 
Oh, man. Oh, do yourself a favor. Go check out Three Inches of Blood and uh, their song Slay the Orcs. It's No, Destroy the Orcs. It's fucking incredible. It's <laughs> such a cheesy fucking song about destroying orcs, but it's amazing. All right. So uh, back to eating a cigarette story. Um, so there's a band called Foxy Shazam who uh, people would know the singer from – Macklemore's song Downtown. He's the guy who does the downtown, downtown. Um, yeah, this was that happened after the Soundwave, but he has a band called Foxy Shazam and they played Soundwave 2011. Um, as I used to do, anytime Soundwave or Big Dad or whatever would come up with their lineup, I'd go through and look up every band and, you know, quickly listen to 30 seconds of a song and decide right then and then if I should go check them out or not. Foxy Shazam, I cannot explain what they're like. <laughs> they're like circus rock fun weird stuff. Anyway, um, I was like, yeah, I've got to check that out. So anyway, uh, we went and checked them out. They were playing one of the side stages and there was maybe 10 of us watching out of the thousands of people who were at Soundwave, there was only probably about 10 of us. And they played like they were playing to 50,000. They were just going nuts <laughs> and loving life. Anyhow, there was this part of this song where um, there was like a little, you know, it was like a bridge bit where he wasn't singing, so he lights up a cigarette, um, which for people outside of Australia, not many people smoke cigarettes on stages because you're not allowed to yep. in Australia, even outdoor, I believe. So he lights up a cigarette. That, that's nothing cool. And he's he's just puffing away on it. Um, he's quite a camp person and he really plays it up. And so, you know, he's he's smoking away and then he's singing and he's smoking away. And then he gets to like the breakdown where it breaks down to, you know, just nice keys or something. And he's got the cigarette in his mouth and then he like – you see him brace himself. He's standing up and he braces himself and he's holding just the cigarette in his mouth. His hands are by his side and he's like looking at the crowd, the crowd, the 10 of us, and he's like kind of nodding like, you know, hey, make sure you're watching and we're kind of all just watching him. And then the song comes tumbling back in and he eats the cigarette without using his hands, just like starts <laughs> like flipping it up and eating it and munches this lit cigarette and eats it and swallows it and then sings the rest of the song while the 10 of us stood there in absolute fucking amazement. <laughs> and since then I was like, Foxy Shazam, great band. <laughs> so you can imagine my surprise when he was on a song with fucking Macklemore <laughs> singing. Just recording in the studio, just munching on durries. I was like, that's the guy who fucking ate that cigarette. <laughs> Oh man, we've seen some we've seen some cool shit at, at gigs. It's kind of been cool the music yeah. that we've seen too. Like for us, originally traveling to go see music meant leaving our small country towns, whether it be Mount Gambier or Bendigo, to travel to Adelaide or to Melbourne. Yeah, see it. So like we haven't like those are the international bands that we've gone to see overseas. Yeah, like our international travel. But like, yeah. I suppose for you to start with, like a lot of the big travels would have been Mount Gambit, Adelaide. 
Yeah, I've did, done Adelaide to Melbourne. Yeah. For Radiohead. Radiohead, Incubus. Uh, actually, I've gone Adelaide to Sydney. Uh, my partner wanted to go to Superfest, which is a R&B rap festival. Was that the one of Chris Brown? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Brown. So it was it was a great lineup. It was uh, Naughty by Nature, mm-hmm. Ice Cube, Kelly Rowland, um, 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 T-Pain, Chris Brown, Lupe Fiasco, and Puff Daddy or P. Diddy, whatever yeah. he calls himself these days. Um, Puff Daddy pulled out the day before. He was the headliner. He pulled out the day before. For some reason, Australia and R&B rap festivals don't work. Yeah. Uh, so he pulled out the day before because his guarantee didn't come through. Was AJ Matter organising the? No, no. And that's the thing. that This happens with all a lot of them. Um, yeah. So he pulled out. So Chris Brown went up to headline. Um, Naughty by Nature spent a large amount of time ranting about P. Diddy being soft for not coming out, which was Great. Uh, Kelly Rowland was great. Lupe Fiasco is fucking brilliant. I've seen him a couple times. He was phenomenal. Ice Cube was great. Yeah. Got to tick that off the list. That was yeah. wicked. Uh, speaking of Ice, the uh, one of the bands at that 2019 uh, Vulcan, mm-hmm. which obviously didn't go to, but like Body Count featuring Ice T. Yeah. I'd go see that. Yeah. I'd go see that in a heartbeat. Talking about more ice, I've seen Vanilla Ice. Yeah, I remember <laughs> saying. <laughs> and it was the worst fucking thing ever. No. Oh. He, like, he was fine, but – and this is another thing is – um, so we, you went to the Soundwave where Limp Biscuit played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So that was, that was great. Yeah. That was great. Um. And then they came through Australia not even a year later, done their own headline tour. Oh, yeah. A uh, friend, friend of mine and I went. Uh, it was at Therby Theatre, which is I think about 2,000. Yeah. About 2,000 is where they like 2,000 capacity. Um, so actually I do have another story about that. They A friend's band, my friend's band, was meant to support Limp Biscuit on that tour. Mm. Um. Yeah, they hadn't yet signed any agreements or anything, but they were told by all parties involved that they were going to be the headline, uh, headline the support. Yep. Uh, up until a couple of weeks before, when Fred Durst decided <coughs> that uh, he wanted his DJ to be the opening act, ah. and so they got rid of them uh, because this was when DJ Lethal just bring it on, just left just left the band and yep. so they had a new DJ. Anyhow, uh, we went um, and it was – they were fine. They performed really well but they played about – they were only on stage for a bit over an hour, maybe I'd say an hour and a half. But the problem was – and it kind of irked me was that a third of their set was covers. Really? Yeah, and I'm like, I mean, I'm I'm all for doing a cover. Like, yeah. if you want to do a cover, Drop sick. one in the middle of the set. You know, and cool. I'm not talking faith. I'm not talking faith or behind blue eyes. I'm talking they done killing in the name, 
they do Welcome Home. No, no, no. So they done Killing in the Name. They done Smells Like Teen Spirit. They done. I want to say Wes Borland done a bit of Rain in Blood or Ma- no Master of Puppets. Um, and they done another one, and I was like, like play fucking Counterfeit or. <laughs> Fucking 1990. Like, you've got so many fucking songs that you can play. Play clunk. You haven't played in Australia as a headline act for fucking God knows how long. Yeah. I don't want to see you guys do a shit version of fucking Kurt Cobain. Like, it's like when we saw Smashing Pumpkins at Entertainment Center. Which one? And they were supported by Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, yeah. That was, I felt dirty after that. That's that was one of the that's one of the that was one of the worst gigs I've ever been to. Queens of the Stone Age were phenomenal. They said they were fucking. You could tell they were salty about the not being able to smoke and drink and shit on stage. Mm, but they were phenomenal. I think um, an interesting gig which didn't go the way I thought it would was the Nine Inch Nails Queens of the Stone Age show. Did you go to that? Mm, no. So the idea was that they were both headliners, and each night they would flip a coin to see who goes first. Um. I can't remember, but I think they, they do like a virtual foin, foin yeah. flip, coin flip on the screen and ah. then um, you cut, they came out. Anyway, Nine Inch Nails came out first where I was like, well, fuck, how's Queens of Stone Age going to top everything Nine Inch Nails does? Like Queens of Stone Age are a pretty much walk out, plug in, fucking rock your socks off, leave. While Nine Inch Nails has fucking visuals for days. Yeah. Anyway, Nine Inch Nails came out, played. Sounded brilliant, but was quite boring. And then Queens of the Stone Age came out and just fucking tore shreds off of Nine Inch Nails. You think that they uh, they used uh, Nine Inch Nails visuals? Visuals? No, it, they changed all the. I changed stage everything. Up. Yeah, yeah, because there was like um, like I think they they both had like the big screen yeah. behind, them, but then Nine Inch Nails had like these sliding video panels and. You know they've they're all set up like fucking craft work and whatever. Oh yeah. Well, but I suppose I suppose like if you if you're two headliners you and you've got this agreement, you'd know that you you can't really try to outshine each other in the first spot. You have to kind of be respectful. No, I, I mean I, I get what you're saying, but I think like you if have you, to. I get what you're saying, but I don't think they muted their performance. I think the thing is is that Nine Inch Nails, you know, back in the day when Trent Reznor was running around being Trent Reznor and they'd trashed the stage and everything. Um, they're not like that anymore. They rely heavily on their songs and the videos doing all the work, visual work for them because they, yeah. they don't move much anymore. Like they might bang their head and walk around, but they don't do anything else. Well, you know, when you compare it to a band who go out there and rock your socks off, uh, it just came across as boring. Yeah, um, I was quite, quite uh, amazed by that. <laughs> I guess another one I've been to in a state. Uh, I went to Phillip Island for Pyramid Festival. Oh yeah, I've always and wanted then, to go to one of those. Yeah, so this was when Pyramid Festival was still a rock festival. Um, who headlined? I can't remember. Was remember. that the one where 
Carnival played one day and, and Birds of Tokyo the other. The other day. Yep. Yep. Um that was that was great to see because you saw Carnival played like mid R though. Like there's only like there was two main stages and then there was two small stages. Yeah. Um and both were on the main stage, but be Carnival played like mid R though, while Birds of Tokyo were later on in the night. They weren't headlined, but they were yeah. you know, that twilight. One of, the, one of those good spots. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Carnival were just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, this was not long after Sound Awake, I think, just before or just after. It must have been just mm. after, I reckon. Um, yeah, it was great. I saw 12-foot Ninja before they became big. Yeah. That was pretty cool. They'd done a, a um, cover of My People on yeah. the presets. That was great. Uh, I saw Cut Copy. That yep. was great. Uh, uh, Mochiba, who's seeing yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. They were great. They were very, very good. Um, gyroscope. Uh, fuck, I can't remember who else. It was, it was good. It was good. I was sick the whole time. Because uh, it rained, we we slept in a truck stop outside of Melbourne the night before because we we went a day early for some reason, um, and I got sick that night. And then uh, yeah, spent <laughs> spent spent the rest of the festival sleeping in rain and fucking trying to get myself up to watch all these bands. Because it was there were there were going to be two different festivals that would happen around New Year's, wasn't there? There was Pyramid and there was another. There one. was Falls as well. Falls, that's the other one. But Falls was always more. The uh, the indie kind of stuff, the more triple J ish. Yeah, well, pyramid. Kinda. Well, pyramid was the pyramid rock festival, yeah. so it was always rock. You know, I think the year after that, they had Biffy Clyro performing, and so they've always uh, been the rock. I saw he was headlining something soon. Might have been that festival we mentioned with DeAndre. I think Biffy Clyro was headlining that. Possibly, I'm not sure. Yeah, Biffy um, Clyro, great. Yeah, no, 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 not denying that. Um. Yeah, the only other international uh, or the only other interstate ones I've gone to see is I've seen obviously Radiohead. Yep. Um, which we both saw at Rod Laver Arena. And then I saw Massive Attack at the Sydney Meyer Music Bowl. Yeah. Which was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um uh just is there something completely different about seeing a band play in like an outdoor amphitheater mm. style setup? It's like we've all we've all been to outdoor gigs. We've all seen gigs in stadiums, but something about an amphitheater that's just something that's built for music. Yeah, outdoors is and the fact that you know you, the with the Sydney Mind Music Bowl, they always say that you know you could if you stand a kilometer away and face the stage, you can hear the music perfectly. Mm. Like obviously you're not in the same setup, but you're like yeah. you're in the middle of Melbourne. A kilometre away, and if you turn and face the stage, you can hear it perfectly. Oh, <laughs> sorry, punch just, your mic. Fuck, fuck you, Mike. Um, <laughs> I ro- man, I rock the mic like a vandal. Anyway, <laughs> oh, that's bad. Anyway, um, it's, they were just incredible. I remember calling our friend Mark during Angel because mm-hmm. Mark's also a big Massive Attack fan, and the fact that I was witnessing. Quite possibly my favorite song of all time being played live. Yeah, was fucking unreal, and I just had to have like hold the phone in the air so he could hear it as well. 
Um, you know, and then just like when uh, I think it was Teardrop started playing, just watching all these cigarette lighters being lit up everywhere with people in the people in the crowd um, uh, smoking something, um, just to relax to this music. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Um, Every time I smell weed now, it just reminds me of Big Day Out, and I yeah. get I get really nostalgic about it. I'm just like, oh, can't can't we just have big day out? Yeah, I mean, I think the day of those festivals are. Well, COVID's definitely had its say on festivals. Yeah, I mean, although they're bringing back Splendor. We'll see. Yeah, Blues Fest was cancelled the week of, so we'll see what happens with Splendor. Yeah, I mean, Gorillas meant to be coming for that. Yeah, I and mean, that's my point. Blues Fest was 100 percent Australian artists. Yeah. So, so good luck with that one, Splendor. Even, even still, those I don't know if Australia should be able to host those festivals, but they just don't anymore. It's literally just Splendor and mm. the smaller ones like your Blues but, Fest. It's probably what the market want. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not the demographic for festivals. No, no. Although us In, and our friends would still attend a sound wave or a big day out. What what did I attend last year? Just before COVID hit, uh, early last year, Laneway. I went I went to Laneway. Yeah. I felt very old though. Mm. I mean, but Laneway is a lot of a, a younger yeah. festival. Yeah. I mean, big day out was good because they always had uh yeah, the seniors band. <laughs> well, they did. I remember the first one I went I mean, the first one I went to was headlined by Metallica. Fuck yeah. Um, but they had uh, Hootie Gurus play. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it was that year as well, but Iggy Pops played. Yeah, he's uh, headlined. You know. Uh, Neil Young. Neil Young, you know, so. They, 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 they had bands and artists that uh, transcend all time. I don't think any festival, you could almost go worldwide. Because. Like Quite even, hitting the nail on the head like Big Day Out. I think Glastonbury gets close, although they're starting to steer away from, from it. Yeah. But Big Day Out was the best of every single genre. Yeah. The newest and the heritage bands, if you want to call yeah. them. Yeah. I you, mean, like you can look at even like yeah, the one we discussed earlier, Varkin. Mm. It's, it, they do have new artists and they do have old artists, but it's one genre. Yeah. And Big Day Out done it for every genre. Yeah. It's amazing. You could go watch Yeah, the, they had the fucking boiler room. Yeah, you could go EDM. watch Carl Cox. <laughs> yeah. Or you could, you know, walk I could go 200 watch meters all... this way and watch Hatebreed. I was like, literally just about to say Hatebreed. Yeah, I, I only know that because I'm pretty sure that was the same year. <laughs> Probably. Um, but, um it, yeah. it was it was brilliant. Yeah. Um like even Coachella. Coachella's very Centralized, like they, but that's the thing. They'll have like Rihanna one day headlining or Beyonce, and then they'll have Radiohead the next night. Mm. It or but then there's no there's no heavy. Yeah, no, they've they've done with heavy. Yeah, but I mean that's fine. Yeah, it was fine. I, I'd still go to Coachella. I'd go oh, absolutely. I'd, I mean, I've had a friend who's gone to Glastonbury, and I'm very jealous. Yeah, I would love to go to those big mm. festivals just to say that I've been. Mm. I love to go to Rock Am Ring. Yeah, I'd like to go to the Rock and Rings. I'd like to go to the what is that, the one in Japan? Uh Sonic. Summer Sonic. Summer Sonic. Wasn't there a Fiji one? Uh, oh, uh, Fiji Rock. Yeah, Fiji Rock. Yeah. I'd love to go to that. Yeah. There are, there are still festivals that I would love to go to. Mm-hmm. But I'm also 
getting older and I'm just like, ah, can I be fucked? It's three days. Uh, All right, so here's a question. What's the worst, the worst show you've been to? And we're talking like big bands, not fucking small local stuff. Let's yeah. just let's just pick. Let's punch up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's apart from, or at least ones where you were disappointed in. This most disappointing was is clearly Smashing Pumpkins at the Entertainment Center. Yeah, you hands, were hands down. Hands down, one of the most disappointing things I've ever seen line. There's been times where I've seen other bands and I'm just like, oh yeah, they were good. Mm. Like, this is gonna sound really mean, but like, Lincoln Park at Soundwave for a bit. Eh. They were cool. It was like, oh yeah, I'm seeing Lincoln Park, a band mm. I loved, but I wasn't blown away. Same with Pussifer. I was just like, no, mm. Perfect Circle. Pussifer, I was like, okay, because I'm like, this isn't really anything. But a Perfect Circle, I was kind of like, uh. I think the problem with that particular festival, because that was the 10 year anniversary, so he, that was pretty much the festival that bankrupted him. Yeah, because he spent all the money. It was Blink, Lincoln Park, a Perfect Circle, Metallica. Yeah, it was like the run. Um. <laughs> Is that all those bands I mentioned can headline, and, and they got like an hour, or they got like forty minutes, like at, like at two o'clock perfect, in the afternoon? Yeah, like Blink One Eighty Two during the day, that's fine because it's it's summery and yeah. you know. But that was without Travis Barker. Yeah, so you kind of like, I mean, but because it's, it's Blink, it's Travis. like Mike, Tom, and Travis. So you go, okay, cool. I can't remember what order it went in, but say it went to Perfect Circle next. You're like, all right, so. Perfect Circle have only just recently got back together. This was before their album. Yeah, but Eat the Elephant or whatever it's called. Yeah, so then you only had... Maynard. You had Maynard, you had Billy. James Iyer, I think, played. I think so. But then you, you had you didn't have Josh Freeze on drums, you had Friedel, and you didn't have... No Paz. Well, it would have been Twiggy if you go back because he was after. But you, you, yeah, you yeah. just had... Um, there were there were bands that you see where we mentioned earlier where they kind of you can kind of tell they're going through the motions, mm. and but once again a perfect circle you can't watch during the day. No, the music doesn't translate well during the day. If we're talking about artists that I saw at night, like a oh, I'm big, just talking in general. Yeah, but I, I, this is this is very cool to see them, but I felt very it felt very robust. Robotic or not robotic, but just like again through the motions. Rage against the machine, a big day out. I was like, oh yeah, cool, it's rage, but I'm just like, eh. I think they were pissed at the crowd. I don't know if you remember, but they were calling the crowd sheep or something. Probably. They were like, yeah, I think, yeah, I can't remember what it was because I remember. Standing there because the crowd was going nuts, and he was just like, "You're all being, you're all just fucking being idiots," or something. Yeah, I don't know why I've got that memory, and I know I'm not getting it confused with that drive-in when they fucking pulled the pin on their set yeah. the year the like girl died in Sydney. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I mean, mean they, they were, it was cool to see them, but at the same time, I was like, the uh, worst, the worst show. I'd seen was um, Taking Back Sunday when they supported the Used. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Used fan and the Used were fantastic. But uh, Taking Back Sunday opened and they were fucking awful. Me and Mark were like, this is disgusting that they're getting 
any kind of payment for this show. It was fucking horrible. And, like, I'm not a fan of Taking Back Sunday, but, like, they're one of those bands where, like, like my friends, I've got a few friends who like them, and if they're on, I couldn't tell you it's them, but I'm like, it's a fine song. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't offend me. So I was just, I wasn't thinking I was going to like it, but I was just going to be like, okay, cool. Mm. I can have a nice conversation with some music playing in the background. But I ended up just watching him, me and it was our friend Mark, and we were just like, this is fucking disgusting. Um, so I was, I was like, it, I was pissed. I was pissed that they wasted it. What were they doing that was so bad? Um, well, the singer was out of shape, and I'm, I don't mean that phys- – I mean physically he was, which affected his singing. He was just always out of breath. Like he didn't move and he was out of breath, so he didn't sing, didn't sing well at all. Uh, there was just no energy to him at all. Like they were – you could say they were going through the motions, but I don't think they were. I think they were trying – like it didn't look like they were going through the motions. It looked like they were trying, but it sounded like they were going through the motions, which is fucking difficult to do. Um, they were just sloppy. Like, yeah, it was like they hadn't rehearsed. You know, like they didn't fuck anything up, but they just weren't good. They just weren't tight. Like, and you know, yeah. you just expect. Like everyone knows the name Taking Back Sunday. You know who they are. So you expect more from them. Um, yeah, we. I wasn't happy with that at all. No. The Limp Biscuit one disappointed me because yeah. of the amount of covers they played and the amount of good songs they they <laughs> replaced them with. Like, fuck's sake. Like, you haven't been here in fucking 10 years to headline. Like, play your set. Yeah. You know, and they only played for like an hour and a half or something with no support act. Yeah. Like, fucking hell, you could have and- played for two hours and – there's, there's someone that I never saw do a good show, but I know that you've seen him do a good show, and that's Manson. The only time I ever saw Manson was at festivals, and he was yeah. always fucking shit at festivals. But I know from your experience and other people's experience, when he did live shows like the Febby, his own solo shows, they were fucking great. Yeah, I mean, and there's <laughs> there's a dispute between me and a friend's partner who went to the show we claim was good she claims was horrible but she had seen him back in the heyday as well so i think she compares everything to that which is perfectly normal Uh, yeah um and when i say it was good it was good in that we were expecting shit and it was better than we got than what we expected like he sounded fine which is the most you can hope for with manson in recent years but Show he done was good as well, like the the production around it. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, it was it was good. <laughs> How about a standout? Oh, there's probably a few. I mean, obviously, Massive Attack would be up there. Massive Attack, Radiohead. Yeah, Radiohead. I was like, this is what I was expecting. Which isn't a bad thing, obviously. Yeah, like they performed well. Never heard anyone say any different about Radiohead. They've I always performed well. But there's, there's I think just because I loved them, I was mm. just like, this is just awesome. You were on the floor. You went on the floor with yeah. Mine, Adam, and me and Mark were up on seats. Yeah, so maybe I think maybe, maybe yeah, because like I was, you know, maybe 
10, 15 mm. meters away from the stage. Like, we're and I had that migraine. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, you, you were dying or something. I was dying. Well, I'm saying there. Like me and gigs and dying. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was amazing just to be that close to a band that yeah. I adore. Um, I guess that's a hard one. I There's been so many really cool things that I've seen mm. and so many bands that I was just like, this is. Probably Radiohead, yeah, they probably stand out the most. They did the amazing, they did some pretty cool light stuff. They played. Um, the stage show, the production with the up and down video screens. Yeah. That was cool. That was um, really cool. They played Paranoid Android, which they never. Yeah, never they played. played um, Creep. They played Karma Police. Yeah, Karma Police. Yeah. Because Elian went the night after us and they didn't play it and he, yeah. he wasn't happy. Yeah, so they played like a whole bunch of stuff that they don't normally play or which they'd always been told that they don't like to play those songs because everyone's heard them. Mm. But they play some cool shit. Actually, the band before them were fucking awful. Yeah. Um, was he a New Zealander? No, I thought he was from WA. Could have been. But they were just. They were bad. They, they were horrid. Oh, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's probably, probably my biggest stand up was seeing them. But yeah, there's been some cool shit we've seen. Like seeing, 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 seeing some of the biggest names in metal in my lifetime, seeing Motorhead, seeing Metallica, seeing. Mm. Uh, Iron Maiden mm. bands that I grew up with, like defined my metal experience, was fucking awesome. Um, mm. I think that's what I like about what I've seen is I've seen nearly every act I want to see. Is there anyone you haven't seen that you want yeah, to see? Jamiroquai. Yeah, Jamiroquai. Yeah, love to see them. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not going to see the other two, and that's Michael Jackson and Prince. Yeah, that's going to be a bit hard. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, pretty much I've seen everyone. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's new bands that come up. Yeah. Um, but they're new, so I don't include them as having not seen them yet. See, for me, it's the only one that I haven't seen yet is Dead Mouse. See, I've seen Dead Mouse. And he was awful. No, yeah, awfully great. Um, was, I mean, uh, but I mean, then again, it's a completely different set. It's a completely different thing to go see an EDM show compared mm, to like a it is. metal rock show. It is. Um, so I've seen Bloody Beat Roots a few times. Yeah. I <laughs> I seen him before, like blew up at uh, the little nightclub electric circus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where we, <laughs> where we, let's quote unquote, partied with him. We'll say yes. Um, I've, heard, I've heard this story off yeah. air. It is interesting. And then I seen him at Big Day Out with the singer Dennis from Refused. Yep, doing their um, new noise mix. And then I seen him do their headline show at Thebby. Yep. Now, Bloody Beatroots in a small nightclub, excellent. Bloody Beatroots in a massive ten at a festival, brilliant. Bloody Beatroots. At Thevy Theatre, <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. Hated it. Absolutely hated it. So, yeah, it can make a big difference where you see bands as well. Yeah. Um, it's actually one of the best things I've ever seen. This is a, this is a standout performance. Was actually seeing the Beards at their second <laughs> second to last show ever at the Gov. The Gov. And I think actually, I think actually speaking about venues and where you see them. Seeing Carnival at the Gov, that gig, that the first time I've ever seen Carnival, only time I've ever seen Carnival. Yeah, just before COVID. Just before, uh, no, it's 2019. So a year before COVID. Yeah, a year before. That was 
awesome just seeing them there. Mm. Like I know we have some gripes with the Gov as a venue, but it's still fucking amazing. Like mm. I've seen the I've seen the beards several times at the Gov. Yeah, I've seen them on the second to last ever show at the Gov. Just added a whole another element to it. That entire you know however many people there, five hundred odd people, all yeah. Yeah, many bearded people, and like you know women wearing fake beards. Pretty much the entire. Place just beards everywhere. Yeah, just going mental for this this homegrown talented town was just fucking awesome. Yeah, that would have been good. Um, what about uh? So you've obviously travelled for your music. Yeah, to actually play. Mm-hmm. What are some of you? What what's some of the best memories from that? Um, well, travelling playing music have been has been pretty straightforward for us. We haven't really had any. Stories on the road. Uh, most of our stories have come from uh, here in Adelaide. Uh, the high school band, when we first moved up, we called Bliss and Ignorance. Um, we, you know, I still have some Bliss and Ignorance things on my. So I use Spotify now, but I've still got an iTunes yeah, library. I've yeah. got Bliss and Ignorance on there. Good on you. <laughs> um, so we we didn't know we were young. I think well, I was eighteen or nineteen, um, and. We didn't know how being in a band worked in a city because it's different to how it was in Mount Gambia. And somehow I think through our bassist who was at uni at the time had, you know, told people he was in a band and then somehow we got a couple of gigs just thrown to us. Um, And we became friends with a band called Vampire Project. Um, Mm. They were just like this alt rock thing. Uh, they, were, they were a good band, but I remember that um, they uh, we played a show with them somewhere and got introduced to another guy, and he's like, "We've got a show coming up. Do you want to, you know, you want to jump on board for it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, sure. We we're just playing, saying yes to everything." So it was going to be, I think, Vampire Project, then us, and then his band, and his band were called Cock. <laughs> they were just like this party fucking jackass band kind of thing. Um, all their songs were just filth. It was, it was fun. Um, anyway, we get the address and we still were, didn't know where all the venues were. We knew where like the main one of Crown and Anchor was. We knew where like the big ones were, like the entertainment centre, but we didn't know about anything else. So we get this uh, address. Uh, we rock up to load in and we put, you know, help set up the gear on stage and then realise there's like this Bon Jovi, I like to call it this Bon Jovi walkway coming off the stage. Oh, that's fucking weird. Like anyway, so we leave, come back, like leave, go get food, come back. And then when we walk in, we then kind of go, this is kind of a weird bar. This is, this seems like a bikey bar. Like everyone there looks like bikies and we're like, okay, this is starting to get a bit fucking weird. Uh, and then um, we quickly realised that it was a strip bar owned by Pikeys, and we were like, "We are not the fucking right band to be playing in this in this joint." Uh, you know, our <laughs> our singer is uh, feminine, I guess you'd you'd say, especially back then. Um, and anyway, we get up on stage. And we realised that they had a massive screen behind us um, 
just playing random shit. But for some reason, when we went up on stage, they decided to play the original um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> movie. And so it just so happened to be timed from whenever they fucking put on the film that we were up on stage for like the Oompa Loompa scenes. It was fucking weird. And every time Elian, our singer, touched the microphone with his lips, he'd get electrocuted. And so we had to try and play to a bunch of bikies in a strip bar, which we then noticed the poles were just like scattered around the fucking room with Oompa Loompas behind us <laughs> playing while we fucking playing our... And trying not to get electrocuted. Yeah, playing our shows. So, um, you know, we've played bikey strip bars before <laughs> by accident. Uh yeah, another another good one was we played Soundwave, which was Soundwave before Soundwave. It was a little festival in Beachport. Yeah, and we got told Beachport's an hour and a half, two hours out of Mount Gambier. It's about two hours out of the mount. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we got told we had to be there at ten o'clock in the morning. I'm like, fuck me. All right, so load up the car, drive down there. Um, they get. We meet everyone in this big marquee and that had one stage, big marquee. Um, yeah, and they were like, all right, this is the order for all the bands. We had only just recently won the Mount Gambier Battle of the Bands. So they're like, so you just can essentially headline, which means we weren't going on stage till about midnight. <laughs> it was like 11.30 midnight and we are like, well, fuck, we're here 12 hours before we need to be, so what do we do? Beachport is this tiny little beach town. Got um, a good pub in it. It was out. It was at the front of Bompers. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, we're like, all right, well, I guess we walk around and we drink. Being eighteen, uh, so by the time we went on stage, I was fucking slaughtered. Um, by this time, the marquee was packed. There would have been about three hundred people crammed in there. Everyone hammered. Everyone just having a good time. So we're like, fuck it, let's play a couple covers to keep people interested. So we decided to open up with uh, Wish by Nine Inch Nails, which starts with a four count in for me. So I, I'd count one, two, and then I'd drop my drumstick and Ellie and Tom would just piss themselves laughing. I'm like, all right, cool, pick up my drumstick, one, two, drop it again. And I was like, all right, I'm in fucking trouble here. So I ended up gaffer taping that drumstick to my hand <laughs> and then we played and, you know, Went all the way through. Everyone's having fun. It was a great show. Um, but we finished with another cover. We finished with Schism by Tool. Yeah. And at the end of that, there's all these real quick doubles. So I'm fucking going to town on my drum kit with the doubles. And we finish and then I stand up to do the big kind of wave to the crowd and then realise that I'm falling backwards and then fall backwards off the stage and hit – hit the marquee and because I had absolutely no fucking control of my body, hit the marquee with such force I like shook the marquee and fucking <laughs> everyone like ducked and panicked for a second in the crowd because they didn't know what the fuck was happening to the marquee while I was like drunkenly fucking <laughs> at the back. So uh, that was the one time we played Soundwave, quote yeah. unquote. <laughs> yeah, I... Played Battle of the Bands at Millicent. Oh, yeah. With uh, the band that I was in in high school from Hamilton. Yep. That was interesting because, <laughs> you know, everyone else there was from like South Australia and here we come this, you know, I'm originally from South Australia. In comes this little heavy metal Cradle of Filth inspired band from uh, Victoria. 
And but the key to it was like we 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 had some originals, but we're just like fuck it, we're just gonna play all covers apart from one original. Yeah. And we came second. Nice. And the, the rest of the band was like, this is fucking bullshit. They just played fucking covers. <laughs> I was like, oh, we don't care, you know. <laughs> and then we just stayed up drinking all night. As like, I was the only eighteen-year-old yeah. in the group. The parents were somewhere else. I don't know where, but the rest of the people were there. Was like, my mate was seventeen. The rest were sixteen. Yeah. And yet somehow we're <laughs> doing this, and so we're just getting shit-faced in the uh, in the hotel room. Lovely. And then uh, I tried to get. They tried to get me for like stealing pillows. The hotel. Yeah, the hotel. was just like, did you steal some pillows? And I was like, no. I was looking at my boot and there's like four pillows in there. <laughs> but this is this is like seven years ago. Then, you yeah. know, I can't get in trouble now, can I? Nah. I mean, no no one's going to be listening from that hotel. Nah. Plus it's Milton. Who cares? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so we've we've covered a lot of bases and what are the things we've seen. See, we've, we've talked about who we want to see. Mm. There's this. I mean, the hope is now that the world returns to some form of normality, mm. that we can go back and see these things. I think we talked about it at the start of the year. We we want to go back out and see live music. Yeah. We want to go see bands do these festivals. We want to travel to see some music. Yeah. You know? I mean, if they're letting the showdown have full capacity at Adelaide Oval, yeah, hopefully they're going to allow festivals to happen. Yeah, so I mean that's that's the hope for us all, you know. Hope that people can actually, and we hope that the bands can travel again. Yeah, can't see there being too many internationals coming through, unfortunately, for another year. But like I said, that's an opportunity for promoters to give Australian artists a chance. Yeah, because like you said, people want to go out there and watch shows, and if all they're doing is putting Australian artists in front of them, what choice do you have? Exactly. You might discover your new favorite band. Exactly. It's actually from fucking Illawarra or somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I got Illawarra from, but. Were you watching the NBL or something? No, I wasn't. But anyway, <laughs> if they're big enough to have an NBL team, they're big enough to potentially have a good band. Don't they? That makes sense. That was the one that uh, LaMelo Ball played for, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one that I got a photo with Yeah. At uh, after the winning. Yep. Pretending to be my partner's partner, because <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not someone that's like. I I don't want. I've seen plenty of famous people around doing working hospitality. Being famous, <laughs> yeah. You know, being important. Yeah. You know, I've met. You know, I've had Richard Dean Anderson, star of Stargate, and all these things. MacGyver yep. stay at my hotel, and you know, struck a conversation with him. Conversation with Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith. Yeah, there's a mellow ball and like I'm out, like we're having dinner. He's out with all his team. And I was like, holy fuck, that's not a mellow ball. He's projected to go like fairly high up in the NBA draft. Mm. And your partner's just like, what are you guys in for a friend? I'm like, no, no, I couldn't do that. No, 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 that'd be ridiculous. Anyway, she's just like, no, nah, fuck it. So she goes out there <laughs> and talks about how I'm her partner. <laughs> You're just like a third wheel somewhere. Yeah, I was just I was the third wheel <laughs> and in I'm, my own relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's a bit shy. Doesn't want to. Do, would you mind? Dude? And apparently he's like, yeah, no problem. Sorry, Shuggy Sam. The one thing I will say: terrible handshake. Was it? Yeah, that's probably why I didn't go number one. Exactly. Like it, it was like kind of half-hearted. I was like, mm. I get it. You got a lot of people introducing himself to you, but you got to remember, mm. you're famous. <laughs> 
<laughs> have a good handshake. Uh, you know. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, so we would love to know some of the bands that you've seen, who, who, where your traveling stories, whether it be playing or viewing. Love to hear them. You can let us know them at facebook.com slash the ultra of, oh, not the ultra of noise. Us combining your band and uh, our podcast together. <laughs> Facebook.com slash altar of noise. You can check out Simon's band, Facebook.com slash the unset. And you can check me out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mad dog wilesy. Mad dog. Mad dog, you mad dog. Mad dog. <laughs> uh, so until the next time, folks, stay safe and we will see you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye.